The harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. Why did he use that word? God goes to extreme measures to bring the loss to himself. The greatest gift you will ever give this world is your intimacy with God. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are all three inside of me. I've got the power right now. I think what Jesus really wants is people to go. I want to be the answer to Jesus' prayer request. Welcome to the Fuel for the Harvest podcast. When this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world, then shall the end come. Hey everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of Fuel for the Harvest. This is Nathan. And this is Charlie, and we'll be your host for today. And um, we constantly find, when we talk with people, and even in our own lives, that when we begin to labor for God's kingdom, to love God, love others, and impact people wherever we find ourselves every day. As we've been encouraging you for the last 150 plus episodes. Yeah. There are obstacles that arise. Time and time again, things will come against us. Mm. So Nate. Tell us about that. Like, yeah. what what have you seen recently? I think you were sharing yeah. with me you had a conversation with someone, uh, and they faced some of these obstacles. And because they were new to this lifestyle of kingdom laborership, they didn't necessarily realize up front, like, oh, I might start facing some obstacles. Right. It's, uh, it's absolutely true. So I'm having a conversation recently with somebody who actually listens to this podcast. Hey, shout out to you, because you're going to know who you are. And uh, we're having this uh, conversation, and uh, she's By just, the way, side note, if you ever reach out to us and you listen to the podcast or whatever, we're not just going to share your stories on the, <laughs> the podcast without you being okay with it. Yeah. So just a little uh, disclaimer. Yeah, so me and my wife are on this call, and this young lady is sharing how uh, she's encountering various difficulties in her ministry in her public school context. And so she's just taken the challenge to be a... a God's hands and feet wherever she goes very, very seriously. And as she has engaged very intentionally in her public school context, she has found herself in, in encountering all kinds of various difficulties. Mm-hmm. So, for example, a, a little while back, one of her friends decides to follow Jesus. And so this young woman is trying to encourage this friend and say, hey, how's your Bible reading going? And like, you know, like, let, let's let's be accountability buddies. Like she's trying to disciple this young woman, this other young woman, the best that she knows how. And then this other young woman starts to like gossip behind her back and like say mean things about her to her friend group because she's just trying to, you know, do the Christian thing and hold this sister accountable. And then turns out that this other, this friend who said, yeah, I want to follow Jesus is now, like, it doesn't seem like there's really any evidence that she still wants to follow Jesus. She stopped going to church. She isn't reading her Bible. She doesn't want to have any conversations about Jesus. And, like, I was, as I was sitting there listening to this story, I'm like, man, I have so many stories of this, and I feel like I need to share them publicly so that people know that as they engage in laborership, these things are common. Yeah. I mean, because they really are quite common yeah i mean do you have any yeah. thing that immediately comes to mind yeah <laughs> there's um, always a judas <laughs> people will come against spiritual forces of darkness will yeah. come against our own flesh will come against yeah um i think that sometimes we'll have this idea that these things will be minimized when we start to do what god wants us to do mm. and you might say no i i know resistance was going to come yeah, so did I. 
But then there could be circumstances where you're surprised. Like, oh man, I never had this battle before. I've got it worse now Mm. that I'm stepping out for God. I think the forces of darkness hate what you're doing and Satan wants to come against. Um, I recall when uh, God began to call me to do different things around the world, resistance would arise and God encouraged me with 1 Thessalonians 2.18. Paul writes, we tried to come to you, Thessalonians. I, Paul, again and again, but Satan hindered us. Mm. Whoa, like that unlocked a whole new reality for me. Like, wait a second. This is like, not just like, these are the believers and this is Paul himself saying that Satan hindered him. Right. Well, why would we not think the same for us? So I actually was just pulling up a couple pages out of Mudrunner, which I wrote last year, uh, grappling with this very issue. And I wrote this. I have frequently grappled with the resistance I've seen all over the globe while attempting to engage unreached people groups. Now, let me just say caveat there. Yes, unreached people groups. And I would say anything you do for God's kingdom is going to bring up resistance. Right. This is what I say. I have encountered landslides blocking the only road in or out, required police escorts, rumors of rebel attacks, government leaders working to shut down our activities, debilitating sicknesses, discouraging and divisive spiritual attacks, fear of danger, fear of the unknown, news of problems back home, vehicle breakdowns, opposition to the mission coming from the very people I would expect to support the mission, not to mention countless other resistances. I have often felt the reality of the words Satan hindered us. And then I write, but this should not be a surprise. This should become our expectation. Like, it's it's true. Yeah. Like, he's going to hinder. He's going to fight against. Now, that's not to cause us to be afraid, just to be aware, because Jesus is seated at the right hand of the throne of God in the heavenly realms. And Ephesians says we're seated there with him Mm. in Christ. We're with him. So we're seated with Christ in the place of authority spiritually. Jesus has been given all authority in heaven and on earth. And in heaven, the heavenly realm, like Ephesians says, we don't wage war against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, people essentially, but against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So even in those realms, Jesus has all authority. And therefore, man, like we we should be okay. Like we should be able to walk in the authority of Christ, put on the armor of God in Ephesians 6, and have victorious lives of freedom. Um, But that doesn't mean resistance won't come. Right. And resistance might come in any number of ways, spiritually or otherwise. I I think this story with this young woman illustrates that you might get gossiped about behind your back. People might not like you very much. They, you, you might have people say one day that they're following Jesus and the next day that they're not following Jesus. Yeah. You, uh, I mean, and as somebody who has had that happen to him, it is debilitatingly heartbreaking. It's hard to not be like, oh man, I messed up, right? Even though Jesus is like, all right, you're going to throw seeds out on four different types of soils. And one of them is stony, rocky soil that springs up really mm-hmm. fast. But when the difficulties of life come it's gone, yeah. you know, and it's like Jesus himself said that's going to happen, but still it's really hard in your heart because you love these people. Like the reason you're trying to share the gospel with them is not because you hate them. Yeah. You know, you love these people. Or when people are investing in your life or mentors you've looked up to, uh, like they either go off the deep end. Right. Or 
they discourage you from doing what God wants you to do. Oh, that happened to us both. <laughs> and that's so discouraging. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, man. Like, I thought the very people that were examples to me let me down. Right. And that's hard. That That's another obstacle you'll face. And overall, whether it's that or the people you're investing in that are just like, you're just, man, going through the mud um, or any other outside force that puts hindrances in your way, whatever it might be, I actually think that it causes positive growth. Mm. Um, like, man, if our muscles need pain for growth, no pain, no gain, that great statement. Like, if it takes resistance to grow our physical strength, mm. why would it not be the same in our spiritual lives? It's like we we compartmentalize life like, oh, well, yeah, I'm going to face the resistance. I'm going to embrace the suck and I'm going to lift weights and I'm going to run hard and it's going to hurt and it's going to be painful and I'm going to embrace it and love mm. every minute of it. And then when it comes to our spiritual life, we're like, oh, how come I'm facing resistance? <laughs> it was going to be so easy mm. and we don't even embrace it. We run from it. Right. And. Uh, I actually think that resistance brings the fullness of God into our lives, like James 1 talks about. It says that uh, whenever you face trials of many kinds, my brothers and sisters, consider it pure joy because uh, it says then allow perseverance to finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. I missed the middle phrase there. There, there, there. I think you got two of them together. There's one in Paul's writings and then no, that's all. No, that's James. all in James. All right. Consider it p- Count, okay, so I'll pull it up. It, no, I'll pull it up. It's J- James, James one, James one, two, two through four. Yeah, so count it all joy, my brothers, when, when you encounter trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing yeah. of your faith produces steadfastness, and, and let, let steadfastness have its full effect. They may be perfect and complete, lacking yes. in nothing. You might have just been using a different translation. I was. Yeah, yeah. my bad. So, uh, catch the last phrase there, that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you let perseverance finish its work in your life. And perseverance doesn't come until you face trials. And it's not going to finish its work unless you rejoice in the midst of the trial. Yep. And uh, not only is it good for you as the evangelist in this case, or as the disciple, discipler or the, you know how, sorry, that's a weird word, as the mentor. Yeah. I, we, we, we go back and forth about that word, <laughs> discipler. Fine. But whatever the case may be, uh, whether you're the the mentor or the evangelist or whatever, it's for your good as you struggle. But also, I imagine it's also for the good of those who you're ministering to. Yeah. As their faith is also tested and their growth is expanded as well. And we never wish hindrances and difficulty and suffering on anyone, but God always uses it to grow our faith and to advance his kingdom. It's true. I mean, it's. It's true from from cover to cover. So I would say at the end of the day, expect it. Don't be surprised by it. Take the authority of Christ to fight the, the darkness mm. and stand firm. But at the same time, rejoice that God has counted you worthy of suffering for his sake and rejoice. Right. Don't don't underestimate God's role in the midst of this. Um we we've been receiving discouraging updates from the Hods Bay for quite some time um with various uh, th- that Hods Bay endeavor has been going on for like and, 7 and and if you don't know what that is that's the tribe in East Africa where 
we've been working there for uh, eight plus years, like for Since quite some time. Twenty, yeah. uh, even before then, twenty thirteen, yeah, twenty twelve, I think, or yeah, twenty thirteen, yep. And uh, Any, just basically before twenty fourteen, no church, no Bible, no discipleship in their language. Now they have all of that, but there's always ups and downs going on in the ministry. Right, there's always ups and downs, and we've been in a string of downs recently, and just bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, and I'm like thinking to myself, God, what is going on here? Can you just help me to understand, like, is it something we're doing? Is it something that we're not doing? What needs to change so that these stories become more positive and less negative? And his incur- uh, he reminded me of the fervent prayer times that I had had for the Hods Bay, and I know many others had had for the Hods Bay, that had suddenly stopped in early 2021 when I met a disciple to the fourth generation. So I'd been praying fervently for the uh, that we would meet a disciple to the fourth generation, which was our vision that a Hadzabe person shared with a Hadzabe person shared with a Hadzabe person shared with a Hadzabe person. We finally meet this guy. And it was like something in my brain said, oh, the mission's done. Flip the switch off. So I'm not praying for them anymore. And so he reminds me of this. And so I start praying for them again. And then just recently, we get this really positive yeah. report out of the Hadzabe that there's five new people who have been trained and are loving Jesus and really, truly mm. following. And trust me, the person who's there discerning whether or not they're really, truly following is a harsh judge of Yeah, that. they're like, they're like, oh, like, they're, they're, they're not they're following not, in this way. They're probably, they don't mean it. They're right. not real. They're, this person's <laughs> very quick to judge whether or very... Uh, it's not quick to judge. They're very strict in their judgment yeah, about that. Yeah, like if they're not being transformed and following Jesus and they're just going back to their old way, their interpretation is right. they didn't mean the, the decision. All that to say, don't underestimate the power of prayer, but even more, don't underestimate who God is in the midst of yeah. this and how he desires to work things out for good. Amen. Amen. Well, I would say then, let's keep getting after it. Um, in... <laughs> for those who have been in the Marines and the military, embrace the suck. <laughs> uh, do that with your eyes on Jesus, and um, he's going to make it work out for good. Romans eight twenty eight. He works to get the good. Man, man, I can't quote scripture today. I guess Nathan, but <laughs> he works everything together for good to those for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. He'll there work together for his glory and your good in his kingdom, ultimately, I believe. And so hang on to that truth, Romans eight twenty eight, as you face difficulty and obstacles uh, when it comes to God's kingdom advance. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining this latest episode of Fuel for the Harvest. We hope you have a great rest of your day. Don't forget to unsubscribe, resubscribe, like, and share. We really appreciate it. God bless.